All right, welcome back to the big program. 10.02 in Edmonton, looking for a great weekend. Man, temperatures are really just been douja groovy heading into mid-November. Lots of texts coming in. If you'd like a little chit-chat here in the next, uh, I don't know, 10 minutes or so, fires a call at one 833 That's also the text line. And obviously... Tons of texts coming in uh, with our interview with Ryan Whitney, and that was pretty cool for Laddie to get wit on. HVAC Nick says, why isn't Laddie the third part of Spittin' Chicklets? He makes for a great listen. I, it would be great to see that, Duke. But I'll it, be honest, after, uh, like, because Laddie and Ryan said it, they hadn't chatted in quite some time. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be super shocked if uh, maybe Laddie isn't a guest on an upcoming episode here in the not so distant future. I hope he's just a guest. I wouldn't <laughs> well, want to lose him. I could, you could see, you know could, what I mean. Could you imagine one more uh, head button in on some of those conversations those guys have, seeing their clips across socials all the time? They uh, they get pretty heated into it, and Laddie would be right at home. But I'm uh, I'm glad he's on our side uh, of the table here. We get so many comments for sure. Uh, uh, all of our co-hosts, you know, I think they've just done a fabulous job every day. Titan comes in and says, uh, yes, wit on 1440. Jeff texts in, Whitney has our back. We trust him. Jana, long time happy listener. I have a signed Ryan Whitney Oilers jersey hanging on my wall. It was part of the decade of darkness. That's from uh, Jana. <laughs> Uh, Dustin says, uh, why did Kevin do wit dirty like that on X? Oh, you know, honestly, I, I don't remember ever doing it. I mean, again, I I'll take full responsibility. There's no question. This might be worth exploring who else you have blocked on Twitter, Kevin, because it sounds like at some point in your past, you got a little, uh, I must a, have little been trig- off. a little trigger happy having a bad day and someone firing you the wrong, the wrong it's thing. It's obviously your for board. years. It's obviously for years. Would have to think so. I don't know. How long have you have you had Twitter? Right since uh, pretty close to the inception. I think you can see on my profile. Uh, I think you can go back on anyone's Twitter account and really see. Well, it their says activity. when they joined. I think yeah. I think I was quite quick. Uh, the reason why, and here's another thing with social media. We were talking about that with Mark Spector. When Twitter came out, we were told we were told we had to go on it. Yeah. Well, you're in the media, right? And that was kind of, uh, even at its at its inception, that was what Twitter was used a lot for, mm-hmm. was um, it steered away from the Facebook model or whatever of just like sharing what you're doing. It was more of a kind of a news platform so, and getting stuff out there. And it became, it's huge in the sports world. Like that's how these these huge people, mm-hmm. whether it be uh, Schefter, Rappaport, uh, Shams in the NBA, uh, Woj, like this is how they get their news out there in the quickest fashion. 2009, Twitter came in? For, yeah, 2009, right around there, something, yeah. So at that point, we were told, you got to go on, you have to be on, you have to participate, you have to participate. As recently as about two years ago, part of our the company program at, I guess it would be global, don't worry about tweeting out anything anymore. That was the mandate coming from the top. They didn't want anything to do with it because of the toxicity of what, people were saying and things like that. So I kind of fell out of the whole Twitterverse, I guess you could say. A lot of comments for our in and out segment on one 401 Panthers Matt says, UC Saris, that was the second last question. 
about goaltending. Who would the Oilers look at? Big G, James Reimer in Detroit. James Reimer's playing not too badly in Detroit right now. Would be second string to Billy Uso. Reimer's actually, the amount of time that he's played has played well. Is he available? <laughs> Again, you're overpaying right now. Overpaying for everything. Mike, text in. Stay with Skinner and Picard. Pickard, pardon me, and spend the four and a half mil savings on a D-man. Summerside Ken. Slurpee in the winter, I'm in. But my diabetes doesn't like it. <laughs> Are you going to try one of those coffees from the, the cappuccino, ice cap, they call them, at Tim Hortons now, Duke? I, like, I have tried them. I, and here's the thing to what Summerside Ken said. I, on a, like one of those beautiful middle winter days, the sun is out and it's like coming up on like single digit negative temperatures. I also, because I'm a huge Slurpee guy, love them. Mm-hmm. I will gas them all summer long. <laughs> Road trips, golf course, maybe a little splash of uh, some 40 proof in there as well, depending on what you're up to. Um, so I'll do that even in the wintertime. I just don't like the taste of a coffee with the cold aspect. Like if I wanted cold coffee or cold cappuccino, whatever, I'd leave it sitting on the counter out here at the bar for 20 minutes, which I do regularly because I forget it's out there. And then I got to stick it in the microwave to nuke it before I bring it in to drink it in the morning. Do you like tea? Do you drink tea? Yeah. What about iced tea? 100%. But That's, not iced coffee. Well, do coffee and tea taste alike? No, but people have hot tea. They have iced tea. I don't drink hot Pepsi. Drink cold <laughs> Pepsi. Like the, it's, the, it's the flavor for me. Okay. I do not like the flavor of cold coffee. Will you try an ice cap made with chocolate milk? Just do a small do one. It. Get the small little one, the sample size. For you? I'll, Just I'll And you're going to go, hey, this isn't bad. It's not bad. What is, uh, can you read this Jana's text? Does it make any sense? Uh, I, Jana, longtime happy listener. You guys need to get on Blue Sky. Like Twitter slash X without the toxicity. I'll be honest, never heard of it. There's a lot of um, Twitter-adjacent type platforms. Uh, th- Instagram coming with threads, which Sports1440 is on threads. Feel free to give us a follow mm-hmm. if you're on there, as well as all our other platforms, at Sports1440. Um, but I've never checked this one out, Blue Sky. Huh. Never, I've never even heard of it, I'll be honest. So I followed Ryan Whitney. I'm just, I just did it, as I said, like a couple minutes ago. He's got 467,000 followers. So, and I'm just one of them. I just feel great. About it. I just feel great about it. <laughs> it'll, it'll feel even better if, uh, if, he, if you guys totally bury the hatchet here and he follows you back. Uh, the chances of that happening <laughs> are slim and none. It's not happening. <laughs> Want to cra- congratulate a couple uh, members of the Alberta Golden Bears football team as the Bears get set for the Hardy Cup this Saturday in UBC. Start time on that is, is it one our time, Duke, or is it 12? Just, I'm confusing PT with uh, what we've got cooking right now, whatever we're on in Alberta. But Canada West Awards, University of Alberta Golden Bears, were recognized. Pair of Bears picking up Canada West Hardware. Player of the Year, Matthew Peterson. Coach of the Year, Chris Morris. Congratulations to both. 
Chris Morris been there a long time. Uh, brought in recruited after recruit after recruit. Matthew Peterson, one of them. We had Matthew on the program about three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Running back had a phenomenal year with the Golden Bears. What time's the game on? Is it two p.m. So, Mountain time? Okay, so one p.m. out there. And is that just uh, the other question? I'm putting you on the spot here, Duke. Is that going to be streamed, or is it just is it on a, a regular channel? It or? is. It is available for streaming. I believe you the, need a the Canada U West Sports, oh, U Sports, um, U Sports, or Canada West um, subscription, mm-hmm. I guess, to watch this. Don't quote me on that. Uh, I prefer to attend my games in person, yeah. like we did uh, last Saturday. But uh, and I think there is actually a couple places around the city, a few uh, sports bar locations that mm-hmm. are going to be showing it. So uh, on Saturday afternoon, if you want to head out, uh, I can't remember what ones they are, but if you want to just look them up, you can find it. And uh, they'll have the game on the TVs with sound, mm-hmm. uh, so you can go and watch it there and enjoy a few cold pints on a Saturday afternoon. We have afternoon. to find that out to let our listeners know about that. Because, that again, how about that? You go to a, a Remembrance Day service, maybe check out, maybe, you know, go to a Legion, you know, have a little schnapps at the Legion. Those are always great. Go to a... Bar maybe it's at first round. Could yeah, you I, I, I'll uh, you know? I'll check and, and double double see if it's at uh, you know one of our one of our great partners first round Canadian Brew House something mm-hmm. like that or or I mean hey maybe this will be a good motivation uh, us saying this to get CBH in first round two if they aren't already showing <laughs> it on Saturday. Oh, the rig is on you, Duke. The rig has come through. Iced tea and iced coffee are two separate things. I'm with the Duke. So, oh, no, uh, wrong. Oh, I think he's on you, Kevin. Rig, I thought you were helping me out here, man. <laughs> I just read it, read it quickly. I can't drink cold coffee. Yuck, that comes from the rig. You know, I don't know. Cat Dad says, this might be off topic, but have you ever tried freezing your Doritos? Now, to me, have you ever thrown them in the fire when you're sitting around the fire camping? No. Oh, you want to talk about a fire starter. Those things, you don't need paper. You don't need anything. Throw a bag of Doritos in the fire. That is your kindling. That's your paper. That's your uh, accelerant. It's like basically you've thrown in, I don't know, like a... Like an ounce of gasoline yeah, or what? like a box of lighter fluid. <laughs> that cannot be a good endorsement for the... Uh, Doritos people? Doritos. Well, yeah. that's what it is. What were you going to say, Duke? About well, about the freezing them. Mm-hmm. Like, like, what does that accomplish? Doritos are already hard, so freezing them would just make them a little bit crunchier. But I maybe guess? it's uh, the texture, the coldness of your mouth in your mouth. Yeah, I guess I'll give that a try. Cat Dad. <laughs> Honestly, if you were, I don't don't think we asked you, Duke, on the first question or second question about Cal Pickard starting tonight. Are you still uh, in or are you out? I, I've said this since the news uh, about Campbell's demotion came earlier this week. I, I would 100% start Cal Picker tonight. Um, it's Jay Woodcroft said, we heard it in the audio we played earlier the show about sending a message. Stuart Skinner has not played well. What do you have to lose? And it's not a long-term solution. Cal Picker isn't going to swoop in and, and carry us to the playoffs, but it's a jolt. It's these players, like the, the guys in front of him playing for a guy who has not been in the NHL much recently. Um, and when he has, has not had much success. Like, mm-hmm. it's just something something different. Some, Woodcroft said, can't keep trotting out the same guys. Well, we're going to be trotting out the same group mm-hmm. in front of him. The one thing you have control of, basically, at this point with the roster construction, is the crease. 
What is the harm in starting him? So you and I are on the in there. Laddie was on Laddie the Laddie was against. So he's saying let's stay with Skinner tonight and take her from there. Uh, when we come back, interesting conversation that we're about to have. Looking forward to it. Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks media, rinkside reporter, contributor, used to be on uh, Hometown Hockey with Ron McLean for many years. So we will check in with uh, Tara Sloan when we come back on Sports 1440. It's the Kevin Carey Show. Stay with us. All right, welcome back to the big program. Soon to be checking in with Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks and ask her how the new gig is going. And we do have uh, Tara on the line. And we're going to kind of throw in a little different... Uh, you know, this is going to be Elevate Your Game because Tara Sloan has elevated her game in, well, I guess over three decades. And Elevate Your Game is brought to you by Ram Elevators and Lifts. Unlock the potential of your residence with a home elevator or lift. Learn more at TrustRam.com as we welcome in Tara Sloan to Sports 1440. Tara, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming on. And yes, you have elevated your game in the <laughs> in the industry for, well, three decades or so. Uh, here's kind of a crazy question to, to, right, to start things off with the top. Would you be able to quickly count up how many, I guess, careers different kind of <laughs> careers that you had in the, in the entertainment industry? Um, I mean, I think, you know, if, if we just sort of take an overarching look, it's really just maybe three. I mean, I, I did some acting, I sang, mm-hmm. uh, uh, I guess, and I, then TV, but there's a few different, uh, pockets of, of television. So yeah, I mean, it's all, it's all been entertainment. It's all been kind of outward facing, but it's been a long and winding road to here for sure. Yeah. I, I was thinking when I look back at kind of your body of work that it, you know, and I was kind of looking at everything else as far as what you did in each kind of genre, that it was a lot more. So, uh, but kudos to having such a, a wonderful uh, career and it's keeping going with the San Jose Sharks. How's this new gig uh, been treating you? You know, listen, uh, hometown hockey came to an end and this was for me such a, a fortunate leap I was able to make. Um, <clears throat> it's a beautiful part of the world. I certainly can't complain. And it's a great organization um, from the ownership on down. So it's been awesome. I'm getting to do stuff I didn't do before. You know, as I loved doing hometown hockey mm-hmm. and that was its own thing. But right now I'm I'm hosting broadcasts and I'm doing rinkside. So for me, it's it's a it's a nice variety. That being said, obviously, these are challenging times for the yeah. San Jose Sharks, and this is a market that was spoiled for quite some time, so people are a little taken aback. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, the challenge is to try to keep things balanced and and stay positive. You know, I work for the team now, so mm-hmm. I cannot – I have to to kind of be a bit of a cheerleader, <laughs> um, and, but I, I'm a fan, so it, that it's not that hard. Tara Sloan with us on Sports 1440. So – after those two tough losses, what was it like to be just part of asking questions on a different perspective uh, with the Sharks' first win the other night? Well, I mean, you know, you, you get to know a group of guys like this and you just see how dejected these experiences mm-hmm. are. Um, and, yeah, you get to know them, you get to know the coach, and you just you know um, – how hard it is. You know that they're going to bed and they're not getting much sleep. And um, it's just such a heavy, heavy weight. So to see lightness on their faces, mm-hmm. um, which we hadn't seen in quite some time, it, it's it's really nice. Obviously, it's just one and we need more. Um, <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was quite a 
quite a burden. Those those double digit losses were absolutely Oof. gutting. How do you prepare for your rinkside interviews? And because if you've done them, and I've had the good fortune of doing them, they're really quick. They have to you have to be in and out quick. You know all about it right now. Is there a different perspective that you have as maybe compared to doing other interviews that you've done in your past? Yeah. I mean, like you say, it's, you know, it's, it's fast. Um, sometimes they don't want to be interviewed. It's a little mm-hmm. bit of a, it's different than just sitting down and talking about somebody's life. So, you know, you have to be prepared and, and I think keeping things as simple as possible. Um, and then for me, the other ringside duties are, I, I actually get to be a bit of a distraction from the play sometimes, you know, tell feel good stories. Um, mm-hmm. So that, that part makes it easier. Tara Sloan with us on Sports 1440. Tara, you had a, a good decade run, in, as you said, with hometown hockey, and you enjoyed it, and, and you had such great chemistry with Ron McLean. Is there something that you could put your finger on that you missed the most about um, your time and all the years and travel that you had and did uh, with that production? I mean, it's the whole experience, but I think for me, just the way that we were welcomed in each and every community we entered. Um, it was such a, a privilege and the the way that people trusted us to tell their stories on their behalf. Um, it's just a once in a lifetime opportunity. So I miss, yeah, I miss the people, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, I, I get to meet people here, but it's not, not to the same volume at all. Isn't it like, you know, you hear players, you know, they don't miss the game, they miss their teammates and, and things like mm-hmm. that. Do you, did you have a favorite community or a place that you and Ron went to over the, the decade or so that you remember more than others? I mean, we were, we had, we were in over 150. So I always hate to single anybody mm-hmm. out because, you know, it makes other, other communities upset. Um, but I think Ron and I always agree that, you know, our first nations stop and our very first one where we were hosted on Enoch Cree nation just mm-hmm. outside Edmonton, um, was really special because it, it had not happened before and, and it gave us a chance to shine a positive light on, on that community. So if I had to single, single one out, I would mm-hmm. say that was a very, very special visit for us. But honestly, every single community, we were able to find these just golden nuggets of, um, brightness and light. It was just really special. And again, you touched on it. It's about the people that you meet. So mm-hmm. when you go to each community, you think, oh man, am I going to meet someone like this the next week? And then here you go, you go to wherever and it's almost like Groundhog Day in a good way. <laughs> yeah. It gives you faith in in humanity. You know, you, you realize that there really are good people everywhere um, who are selfless mm-hmm. and uh, making an impact in, in their own way. Do you miss the travel? <laughs> no, not really. I mean, you know, I miss being being able to say I've been here and here and here. And of course, you know, like it's so amazing to get the opportunity to go to Whitehorse and go mm-hmm. to Thompson, Manitoba and just be in those places. But no, I, I spent a lot of years with really funky schedules as a musician, um, as a morning show host and then hometown hockey. So this is the first time I feel like I, I can reliably wake up in the same place every day. And I have a dog. That's Ooh. the first time I've ever been able to get a dog. Uh, so the dog's in San Jose with you, I assume? Yes. Yeah. Yes. And are you yes. walking the dog every day? You're doing all the dog stuff? I do the dog stuff. 
Yeah. What kind I'm of dog? Able to do the dog stuff. He's a Cavalier King Charles Spaniel. He's awfully cute. Oh, how old and like what was the, I guess, the mindset in getting a dog, I guess? He's six months old, oh. and it was my daughter who assured me that she was going to take care of him and oh, do everything. And that, I, old, that old trick. And I, yeah, she's 14. I'm dumb. Yeah. But <laughs> every doesn't do anything. Isn't it the truth? Every parent falls into that trick. Well, you know, you have the, the conversation, oh, I'll take care of it, I'll, I'll walk it, and then the novelty wears off quite fast, it seems. He's great for me, I'll mm. tell you. Yeah, uh, dogs mean a lot to a lot of people. There's no question about that. You've never... Uh, shied away as we speaking with Tara Sloan on 1440 you've never shied away about certain um, uh, controversial controversial uh, certain thought-provoking topics in your career where did you get that from to sort of not go just sort of kind of go with everyone and whatever you've sort of you've, you've taken a stand on many things and you can talk about that and address that as well but mm-hmm. where did you get that from I don't know. I mean, I think that there's, I, I'm a little bit of a hothead. I certainly have strong opinions and I know that. I Ever since I was a kid, I've had a really strong sense of what I feel is just and unjust. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, my, my platform with Hometown Hockey, like I, I recognize that uh, I was coming from a, a place of privilege and, and felt like, um, you know, I could make my voice heard and not be in danger of, of losing my job, you mm-hmm. know, and I, and kudos to Sportsnet. They, they allowed me, you know, I, I never got my wrist slapped for, for tweets or, mm-hmm. um, you know, even when the Kyle beach, uh, interview had just happened and, and we spoke about it openly on Hometown hockey, yeah. you know, that was with the, the blessing of Sportsnet, and I was never censored or, um, even vetted. So mm-hmm. I think it just, you know, I, I got to a point in my career where I also felt like I, I can do this. And so I, I must, but that's, mm-hmm. you know, I know not, not everybody feels that way. And I certainly have made some enemies <laughs> along the way. Not everybody agrees with what I have to say, but at the end of the day, um, it helps me sleep at night, you know, when I feel like I'm fighting for the right side. And that not only during hometown hockey, as you said, it's a platform. Did you have, I mean, did, how many times did you feel that, well, you know, I, and you said you were never vetted or whatever by, you know, executive producers and things like that. Did you ever wonder if you had to kind of get to that stage before you said something or was it just more natural and, and appear that way on the air? No, I mean, it's, it was natural. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I just I I had a you know, I had a certain tenure in in the business and and felt like um you know, people mm-hmm. people were it, and also, you know, I think like the world started to especially after COVID and um social media was, you know, so fiery. Uh a lot of people were speaking their mm-hmm. mind and I I think a lot of people also felt a little bit more empowered to do so. We had a couple guests on already this morning when we were talking about social media and Mark Spector is one of them. Unfortunately, uh, Ryan Whitney was just on from Spit and Chicklets. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. I apparently blocked him on Twitter uh, <laughs> a while back, which I I don't remember doing, but that's the way it is. Do you like going into that social media aspect and how do you kind of tread water there? No, I mean, 
It's a necessary evil, I think. Um, when you're in this business, you really can't escape it. I mean, it's not so easy. I can't just say, oh, I'm going off Twitter mm-hmm. or X or whatever it's called. Um, doing what I do, you know, it's there's promotion that's involved. And, um, you know, I would really lose touch a lot. Uh, at the same time, I have backed off a little bit. I mean, it's become so toxic and at, at a certain point, it's like, why just put yourself, you know, mm-hmm. into the fire in that way? Um, so, no, although, you know, people may think I, I enjoy it because I certainly have sparred enough. Um, and I just spar because, like I said, I, I am a hothead with strong opinions <laughs> and and I I have a, a sense of what I think is right. But, no, it's, it can be really not fun. Yeah. Tara Sloan with us on Sports 1440, now with the San Jose Sharks. Uh, Ten years with uh, hometown hockey. Before that, many other things, singing, dancing, acting. Uh, I don't know <laughs> what else. That's <laughs> <laughs> the old, what's the old line? I, I can sing, I can dance, I can make people laugh, especially with my singing and my dancing. Yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> do, you, do you miss music? Do you miss performing? I mean, it's... Mm-hmm. you know, was a part of your early stages of your career, ones that we talked about at the at the very beginning. Do you miss any of that? I miss music for sure. And, you know, being down here in California, I don't have the, the musical community that I spent so many years kind of cultivating uh, living in, in Canada and, and Toronto specifically. So I do miss that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just celebrated a milestone birthday and I had my party in Toronto and Ooh. my band did a little bit of a reunion show. Um so, you know, I will never leave it behind, but I certainly would like to be more intentional about keeping it in my life. What was the reunion show all about? Well, we just, I had, you know, it was my birthday mm-hmm. and I wanted to have all my favorite people there and music is a big part of my life. So um, we just got up on stage and, and did a few Joy Drop songs. So Joy Drop was the Juno nominated rock group. Mm-hmm. Can you, I mean, tell our listeners a little bit about that? Uh, you know, where you were playing, what kind of gigs you did, you know, what was it all about back then? Well, I mean, I'm really dating myself. <laughs> we were around in the late 90s and the early 2000s. Um, we were based in Toronto, but we toured all across North America pretty relentlessly, I would say, hundreds and hundreds of shows. And we had two albums and uh, a number one video and, uh, you know, top five song called Sometimes Wanna Die. So we had some success and, and, you know, we were a casualty of the music business, as many are. Our record company went under and Hmm. we kind of went with it. But, um, yeah, it was an incredible experience. Did you always, was that the first thing when you were growing up as a, as a young girl, did you go, I want to be a singer? Was that always what your first love was? I did, but I wanted to be an opera singer, but I quickly discovered when I went and I I started my university career, uh, in vocal performance and quickly realized that I just did not have the discipline to, to do classical voice professionally. It's, I mean, it's, it's probably one of the hardest things to succeed at, but I I think all that training served, served Mm. me well as a rock singer. (laughs) Uh, And acting. What about your acting career? How much did you enjoy that? And kind of what did you do? Um, So I ended up going to theater school in Montreal at Concordia University and, you know, did some episodic TV and, and some plays and, and some minor roles in films. And that's really what I was pursuing when Joy Drop came Mm -hmm. along. So, um, you know, I probably would have stuck in that business a bit longer, but 
I loved music and I was looking for people to play with. So when I stumbled upon an ad in a magazine, which, you know, doesn't even exist anymore because everything's mm-hmm. online. I, I looked in the back, in the, uh, in the back of a newspaper and I found joy drops. So mm-hmm. the rest is history. Well, I, I think you got to start adding up the, the number of careers in your <laughs> career. I think it's a lot higher than three or four that you said uh, right at the beginning. Where did your love of hockey come from? My dad. My my parents are Montrealers. Um, and it was just, I think, like so many families in Canada. It was a Saturday night ritual with my dad. He was a huge Habs fan. Mm-hmm. And I became a huge Habs fan. And you know, it was the it was a time that was special for us together. It was the only time as a kid I was able to swear. Oh. <laughs> it, was, it was I was allowed to swear. Um and I just, I, I just loved it. And I always paid attention to it. And even when I was in Joy Drop, um, there was a show for those who don't remember called Off the Record that was on TSN mm-hmm. for a million years with yes. Michael Landsberg. And I did that show 25 times. Um, so even as a musician, I, I loved chiming in about, about sports and about hockey. And I actually, people would not remember this, but I did some online stuff for them. Mm-hmm. Um, in the early, early years too. So even before it had even crossed my mind to work in hockey professionally, I was still, I still dabbled. Would you say that because of your appearances on, you know, off the record where, you know, as you said, you were on there a couple dozen times that someone, you know, an exec broad would have said, yeah, let's, you know, let's pursue this a little bit. Did that, was that maybe a launching pad for you? It was because, excuse me, because Michael Landsberg Mm -hmm. helped me. When I decided to kind of make a bit of a lateral move into television, um, he helped me put together my first demo reel. Mm -hmm. So I don't think I I wasn't discovered in that way other than, you know, he thought I was was good. Well, I mean, it's Jennifer Hedger, same thing, right? Mm -hmm. You know, she went on off the record in the early early years and now she's on there every night on TSN. So uh, mm-hmm. when you were watching Montreal Canadiens, I think I know who your favorite player, I think I read who it was, but who was it and why? <laughs> um, it was Mats Naslund. Mm. I mean, he was such a, a dynamic player and um, yeah, I just really gravitated towards him. Mm. The petit Viking. <laughs> well, number 26, right? Number Yeah, yeah. that's it. He was always, he was a great when the the guy would do the three stars in Montreal, right? Because it was always Matt Snazlund. It was cool. Matt Snazlund. So great. tonight, Oilers Sharks. What are your expectations for this game? Well, I mean, obviously, both teams not just want to win, um, really need to win. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think it's going to be uh, I think it's going to be a really tough tough battle. Um, you know, I expect San Jose to to be riding a little bit high, but nobody's resting on their laurels here. So it, it's I think it's going to be a really good game. Um, I think Evander Kane's going to be interest. It's going to be Ooh. interesting to watch him here, okay. as always. Um, you know, he obviously is mad at this season. Um, so I think it's going to be chippy. Um, okay. You know, I I think there'll be a few little Donny Brooks. Oh, good. Yeah, <laughs> that's what I think. Well, I mean, the Oilers need that. They need that kind of reaction, if you want to call it. What kind of reaction do you think Evander Kane, like, and he's played in San Jose before, obviously, after he's sure. played there. So, I mean, is he well-received there? Do, do fans like him, hate him? What are they, what's the perception? Um, f- No, fans like him. Fans like him. Yeah. 
Mm. I, I think, um, you know, obviously there are some complicated years here, yeah. but you know, he's a, he's fun to watch. Yeah. So, well, everyone's going to be watching this game tonight. It's a late start for us here. It'll be puck drop about eight forty. Tyra, thanks so much for your time. Really appreciate it. Uh, continued success, and well, maybe we'll do this in another ten years when you've got about another twenty things on your resume <laughs> to talk about. How's that sound? Oh, Lord, help me! Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> thanks, Tara. That's Tara Sloan from the San Jose Sharks Network of Television and Rinkside Reporting contributor online, things like that. And, uh, man, been around the entertainment business for a long time. And uh, we don't mean that in a, in a bad way. We mean it in a good way because she's been doing everything from, again, singing, acting, TV, sports, documentaries, things like that. It's a, it's a great and wonderful career. Thanks for her uh, coming on. Uh, that was Elevate Your Game, and uh, Terry definitely has done that. By Ram Elevators and Lifts, manufacturing the safest elevator since 1987. Check out Trust Ram. Dot com. When we come back, we'll wrap things up. Maybe a little more uh, Masked Singer uh, trivia. Duke, I, that I was surprised the Masked Singer didn't come in with Laddie. I mean, how many times do you think he's watched that show? I would guess <laughs> zero. zero. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no question. We're here to. Uh, we're back to wrap things up on the Kevin Carey Show on Sports fourteen forty. Right after the break, stay with us. You know, you can't beat the hip, can you? The Duke is just rocking it in here. You should see. I've never seen his head. The only time he's like dancing and bopping his head is when Brian Adams comes on at 745. He is just rocking it out. I wonder if Joy dropped, Tara Sloan. I mean, the numbers work year-wise. If she maybe teardrop opened up or played for in front of and maybe some festival with the hip, that would be something. Uh, that was, that's my mistake for not asking. Too bad, but... Um, that's the way it goes. Would be nice, eh? Wouldn't that have been a feather in your cap? How about the Thursday night football game? We had Carmen DeFalco on yesterday. He almost laughed us out of the building when we brought it up about the importance of this game. <laughs> okay, I'm going to show... Uh, Duke, you're, are you going to have a parlay going tonight? Are you going to do something in this one? Or is it just... You You don't even want to look at this because it's 2-7, and 1-7. and seven. I, I usually throw something in the mix uh, on these standalone games just to, you know, a little extra juice when you're mm-hmm. watching it. And, and I am going to be out at the Spruce Grove Canadian Brew House as I uh, rotate around for every Thursday night football game. I'm excited to head out. Maybe stop at Jack's Driving for a little milkshake Ooh, beforehand, yeah. too. They had them in here last week. Or? Oh, gosh, they were good. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I might do that in uh, the Oilers game following suit shortly. A uh, little bit of overlap at the tail end of football, start of the Oilers game. So... I will probably throw a little something down. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what yet. Usually, before I even look into the numbers, I have a general idea based on weeks past, the season, hunch feelings and things. But the problem is that these two teams are so bad <laughs> that I have no idea what to maybe expect. Probably a little DJ Moore something mixed in. Uh, I'll wait for confirmation if Tyson Bajan's going to start uh, or Justin Fields to see if I mix in a quarterback prop. Uh, Bryce Young. Would which, you, which one are we going to see? The one that threw two pick sixes last week or the one that showed a little bit of progress the week prior versus Houston? So I, I, I'm at a loss, but I'll have to dig into some numbers here before I decide what I'm going okay. to put my money dig on. Dig into this then, Duke. If you were going to bet on Chuba Hubbard over under rushing yards tonight, would you go over under 60 and a half? Rushing yards or scrimmage yards? Rushing yards. Rushing yards, I would take the under. Okay. Last week, Chuba Hubbard had 58 rushing yards. 
So does he get a couple more tonight? So what did I say? 60 and a half. 60 and a half, the over-under. Chuba Hubbard rushing yards tonight. Uh, text coming in, one 401 Still got time for a quick call if you want as well. one 401 1440. Norman Combine says, great interview, Tara, is excellent. Uh, have to ask Tara about Rockstar in excess. That comes from Daryl. Must have missed that one, Daryl. If you know, shoot us off another text. A lot of the uh, goaltending situations going on. Oh, and this comes from Big G. The Doritos in the freezer, Cool Ranch and Sweet Chili. But they're the ones to put in the freezer. The other one about the Doritos comes from iMac. Doritos are like those white cubes we used to use for briquettes. Do you remember those, Duke? I do not. Come on, really? Should I? Okay. Have you ever used briquettes in your life? I don't think so. <laughs> okay. Maybe I just didn't know the name of them. Can you give me a little context on what, okay, they, what br- they are, briquettes what they do? Are, okay, you're probably thinking of a brand name, Kingsford briquettes that you'd barbecue. So those would be the the charcoal bricks. Okay, and this okay. is what happened. This what this is what everybody and their dog used before propane barbecues, yes. before natural gas barbecues. You used to buy it was this round little barbecue. You could buy them at pretty well any hardware store. Those are the ones they 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 sold. There weren't the barbecues like you see today with the hinges and things like that. It was a round barbecue with a spinning grill. And you put a lid on it if you so choose to. But you would take that grill off. Some guy would take a bag of Kingsford charcoal briquettes because that was the only brand. You would dump them in there. Then you would put, well, you'd put lighter fluid on because that was easier. What iMac is talking about here is the white cubes that would go in to the briquettes and you would, I don't know, put them around the formation of the briquettes and then you would light those white cubes. It was a slower burn. When you put the lighter fluid on, man, it was just a boom. And you're getting a massive, big, big flame and then you could wait for the charcoals to get down and then you'd have your barbecue. Now, the thing is, Duke, everyone in the States, when they do in their barbecue competitions, some form of a briquette is still used besides the wood that they use. When you're doing top-notch smoking, things like that. I just lost you, haven't I? No, I, mean, I get where you're coming from. Yeah, I, 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 t- I totally see where you're... I just... Um, but And the going back to the original text, IMAX saying Doritos are like those white cubes because uh, you were talking about them being a fire starter. So, they are. If so you th- yeah. if you need to start your uh, briquette barbecue... Just throw a couple Doritos in there, and uh, it'll fire up in no time. Is the uh, the end result here? I guess is what we're working our way towards. Fire, you know, <laughs> fire. I made fire. You because know. uh, uh, growing up at the farm, we would burn our garbage. Like we had the burn mm-hmm. barrels out front, and I always loved getting getting it going. And you sit there and watch the flames dance around a bit. Uh, we don't do that anymore. It's a very bad for the uh, environment, and also pretty messy. And you got to deal with these barrels full of ash eventually so we just have a dumpster service now but um i did always like that i'm mm-hmm. not a pyromaniac or, or anything but uh, i did like watching the fire and i do the same at, like campfire love watching the flames curl up around the mm-hmm. logs or whatever and it's mesmerizing tantalizing fire pits are the best i love them the best matt and leduc texts flames have recalled wolf from the ahl who's been great maybe there's a vladar to edmonton trade in the works. The Duke, 
responds to Matt. Here's the Duke. Do you want to read it? Go ahead, Duke. I, I just said to Matt, it's a very interesting possibility, and we heard Laddie say that his uh, choice for the Oilers to acquire a goaltender would be Jacob Markstrom. Yeah. The uh, the money makes uh, you know sense. The uh, year is pretty comparable. But uh, I just responded that would be an interesting possibility. Alternatively, it could just be the Flames doing virtually exactly what the Oilers are right now, bringing up uh, a strong American Hockey League performer to supplement the poor uh, goaltender they're getting at the pro level. Uh, the only difference being that uh, Dustin Wolf, of course, a top prospect, the top prospect, uh, last year's AHL MVP, top goaltender, whereas uh, Calvin Pickard, you know, a well-seasoned minor league goalie at this point. Last real, last real success for Cal Pickard was in 2016, 2017. We talked about it yesterday. Having said that, Colorado was a bad team at that point. And when you look at that as well, I mean, he was a pretty decent goaltender on a bad team. Joe Sarah says they were called zip fire starter blocks. Bonacord Greg, guys, have you ever tried Oreos and sour cream? Tastes like cheesecake. It's amazing. Am I dipping the Oreos into sour cream or like smushing some sour cream between a couple Oreos? Like it makes sense. Uh, ingredients wise, it it adds up, but oh, dip Dip. Bonacord Greg says. So I love sour cream. I will eat it right off the spoon. If I'm making tacos, I'm putting like extra dollops on there. People like to go for like salsa if you're dipping mm-hmm. some uh, corn chips or something. I do like salsa, but sour cream is by far and away my preferred condiment. I, I love sour cream. So when you have a plate of pierogies, are you putting like, you're putting copious amounts of sour cream? Sour on cream across. Uh, funny enough, I will actually sprinkle a little salsa uh, across on top of the sour cream. Some cheese first, actually, sorry, so you get the melt on the mm. hot pierogies. Some sour cream, some salsa, some hot sauce. And then if you're uh, really feeling fancy, a few maybe chives or something uh, to go with. I love loading up the the rogues. Last year, Laura and Baker and I made 600 pierogies one day on a Sunday afternoon. Just for fun? Just for fun. All kinds. Sauerkraut, potato, potato and cheese. They were excellent. Walter chimes in. Did you know Kingsford was originally owned by Henry Ford? Did not know that. Did not know that. NFL Thursday Night Football. Where are you again, the Duke? Where are you at? Spruce Grove. Spruce Grove. And we're looking at a game where, oh, man. So there's really nothing, even fantasy-wise? I'm sure there'll be people starting DJ Moore. Um, maybe Adam Thielen as well over on the other sideline. If you're really hard up, I can imagine uh, Dante Foreman or Miles Sanders might be a flex option mm-hmm. for some players with the, the bye weeks in play, a couple big injuries, of course, we've noted throughout the season. So because of those injuries, more lower-tier running backs uh, actually needing to be played on a week-to-week basis. So And Foreman's actually been pretty good uh, for the Bears, in fairness. But, uh, yeah, otherwise I would say those four players are probably the only realistic starting options and you'd have to have a pretty shallow team for them to make the cut. Okay, here's my fantasy question for you, Duke. And I don't want to cut your guys' grass here because you're coming up with uh, Connor Halley, the, the former Rothschild T-Bird. Coming up at 11 o'clock. So I have Dante Foreman. Mm-hmm. I also have Devin Singletary. Both pigs. I'm probably going to go with Singletary. Uh, I would recommend that. we Singletary getting um, RB1 reps last week in Houston's Tremendous, he was terrible. Tremendous game. I, If you were listening last Friday, maybe, Kevin, you would have heard. Uh, we had a question. It was Thursday or Friday about okay. Singletary. Damian Pierce not likely to play, did not play. The 
running game for Houston has been so bad. Mm-hmm. Started with the O-line being, you know, four or five starters out. The O-line comes back into shape. They still like the pass protection has been okay for CJ Stroud. He's actually been best when being blitzed. But the run game is nothing. It is a non-factor at this point in the Houston offense. You can look up the yards per carry on both guys. It's not great. So I would not be starting any... Like, Pierce expected back this mm-hmm. week, I believe. Uh, so Singletary uh, back to RB2. Definitely shouldn't be starting him. The, the Foreman seems the only choice for you. I, you want me to play Foreman tonight, but if what if Khalil Herbert's back? Obviously not. Yeah. Uh, you, like, is it just one of those two? Singletary or Foreman? That's where you're at? Zach Charbonnet? No, that <laughs> that seems like the best option you've got going for Charbonnet? You yeah. I don't know. He's starting to cut into he some is, uh, Walker's uh, He's touches. playing more snaps than, than But both, both Walker and Charbonnet are good. The thing uh, is, uh, the other options you're looking at, all the guys are bad. I'm quitting fantasy football. That's it. It's over. It's embarrassing. 0-10. Thanks to all our guests that came on today. We had a lot of fun. And once again today, man, we had fun. And uh, we're going to have more of it tomorrow with Eddie Steele for sure. Stephen Ellis from the Daily Faceoff checked in uh, in our 7 o'clock hour. Ladislav Schmid every Thursday from 8 to 10. Uh, we had the double shotgun of our NHL insiders, Mark Spector on the mark for Booster Juice. And our headliner of the day for Mr. Reuter, Frank Saravalli from the Daily Faceoff. Arda Okal, hey, man, this guy... Can you say uh, video game extraordinaire from a long time ago? We're 93 and 96, still holds records for video game records in the world from NHL. How uh, how long those will last, who knows? Ryan Whitney, man, what can you say about that? That was a lot of fun. What do you think of Whit? And I mean... It went it just. It went about as well as I ex- as I had expected. Of course, Whitney, a seasoned veteran uh-huh. of the media game at this point, with Chicklets and all the success they've had. Old teammate Laddie, some good stories. Like Whit said, unfortunately, most of them couldn't be told on uh, AM radio. Only a couple four letter words. There was one, and it, I could not believe it was Laddie and not Whit that dropped the uh, the slip up on the uh, language front. You know, those guys are so well trained because they do so many. Like I don't know how many. Shows Wit does a day. Well, Whitney used yeah. to be on NHL Network as well, right? So he kind of got that training before going into the podcast yeah. game where you can pretty well say whatever you care for. And Tara Sloan, our guest at uh, 1020 from San Jose Sharks. Uh, the Sharks and the Oilers tonight. Eight. Well, let's call it an 840 puck drop. Let's call it what it is. 840, it's going to be a late one. It'll be an early one for us tomorrow morning. Eddie Steele will be in 7 to 9. Coming up right now at 11 o'clock is Fantasy Frenzy with... Former Ross Shep T-Bird. Connor Alley and the Duke of Delburn. Brandon Douglas at 10 o'clock. It's the lowdown with Alan Mitchell till 2. And that's when Jason Greger takes us home from 2 to 6 for the Jason Greger Show. Still lots of great guests coming on, some great uh, interviews and some great content coming up here on Sports 1440. Thanks so much for listening. Today we'll see you back here tomorrow morning. Have a wonderful day. And before we say goodbye, here is the Duke with a Sports 1440 update. Have a good one, everyone.